0: There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD. Time and a half for overtime, safety standards, sick days, victories for all of us. Because I might add, you know, I notice when you all do that, everybody
1: benefits. Whether they belong to a union or not. Yeah, we benefit. Okay, now, Susan Rice told me before I came out here, I've got to go. I can't talk to you. I can't talk to the media. You see, my whole deal this week is to wag the dog. We're trying to draw attention away from Afghanistan. So, I'm going to do all these different events. Notice how he's been more visible, by the way, this week than he has probably any other week in his presidency including what he's going to do with COVID and his new plan for the virus and all this kind of stuff later today. I I wonder if he'll take questions again or or do what he did yesterday and say that uh, Susan Rice said, I can't take any questions. I'm supposed to leave now. It's unreal. It wasn't Susan Rice. I'm just inserting who I think actually calls the shots these days. Anyway, speaking of Washington, we have a congressional primary coming up November 2nd. It is the primary... In the race to replace the late Alcee Hastings in Congress. And while almost all the attention is on the, uh, the very crowded Democrat field, for many obvious reasons, one of the most deep blue congressional districts in the country, there is somebody on the other side of the fence who is willing to put up a fight. His name is Jason Mariner, as well engaged in a primary battle on the Republican ticket with Greg Musselwhite. But uh, Jason, who has one heck of a backstory and positions himself as not being your typical candidate, joins us now at Boat Mariner on Twitter. Jason, uh, good to talk to you. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Mr. Mudd? Yeah, all good here. And you do have one heck of a backstory that you're bringing into this race. Tell us about it.
0: <laughs> I guess you could say that. Thanks for having me on the show. You know, I, I, I notice a lot of politicians uh, spend much of their time trying to cover up uh, what they've done wrong in their transgressions. And I think it's a, a something appropriate to do to kind of expose them and to show people that, you know, everybody makes mistakes. But the point is you can change and you can do anything after you make that decision to change. And that's one of the messages I want to deliver. The other message is that, we're not going to simply just concede a seat because it's too hard, don't try. That's not the American way. That's not how this country was founded. It's certainly not how I think. So, um, if you want to hear about the past, I beat drug addiction. Um, I was incarcerated. A lot of people understand, and a lot of people don't understand, that uh, drug addiction is is, is, a, is a disease. And one of the symptoms is you get into trouble with the law. And when you get well, you know, it becomes abundantly apparent that it's not the police that are the problem. It's the addiction that's the problem. And a funny thing started happening. They stopped bothering me, and I started becoming friends with the police. And, uh, you know, while that's a long time ago, a decade ago or more, um, you know, I'm a huge supporter of the military, law enforcement, our first responders, and I've actively engaged in our community since. Um, you know, after serving my time, I decided that that was not good enough for me, at least, and I wanted to do more. And uh, after the past year that we've had, well, two years, I should say, uh, it's lit such a fire under my rear end. I said, I'm not going to sit by and watch this happen. So let's get involved. And you can limit yourself. You can tell yourself why you can't and make up stories and listen to other people who tell you you can't. I've been told that I could not do a lot of things that I've done, um, like get clean or start a business and have a family. And I've done all of those. And then I was told I couldn't run for Congress. And I said, well, why not? Let's give it a shot. And here I am. So uh,
1: what do you need to know? Yeah, so, Jason, there are a couple of things that tie into your story that I think, are instructive in the context of this dis- district and, and what you're attempting to achieve, which would be an upset that would send shockwaves across the country if you were successful in this endeavor. You are real critical of the criminal justice system and you certainly have a lot of experience with that. Certainly given the community that you would represent, there are a lot of those similar feelings and so you speaking from a point of credibility Tell us about your experience with the criminal justice system and specifically what you think needs reforming.
0: Well, first, I want to say I'm all for being tough on crime. I want to be very clear about that. What I want to clarify is when it comes to drug addiction and crime, there's a big difference between a bank robber who robs banks because he's a bank robber and someone who robs a bank because they're addicted to drugs and trying to feed a disease that they really don't see any way out of um, there needs to be more attention paid to that illness that is a pandemic that's sweeping this nation it's an epidemic I should say it's and it's been sweeping this nation um, a lot of it seems to be uh, planned how could you not know sort of thing and 93 thousand Americans dead last year because of this is is a number that needs to change and it needs to be addressed and talked about and given the current situation with the border, you know, we, we don't have a border. Let's face it. Um, you can just waltz right in and with you comes the fentanyl, terrorism, uh, human trafficking. Um, and you know, so this number, this 93,000 dead Americans that we have on our hands from addiction, that's going to skyrocket if we don't start addressing the problem. And, you know, it's a multifaceted approach that needs to be taken. You know, so while I say criminal justice reform, I don't, I don't mean let the bad guys off easy. I mean, get tough on the bad guys, but we need to start rehabilitating people that are sick. You know, the department of corrections, I've always said there's this, the corrections part needs to be taken out because there really is no correctional process involved. It's like the school of crime. You go in, you come out. And, you know, there's an 87% recidivism rate last time I checked. Um, And that tells me something. That they want you to come back. It's a money machine. And I recognize it as such. It's like the pharmaceutical industry. Um, They want you hooked on these drugs, you know, so they can recycle you. You know, they get you hooked on uh, OxyContin, for instance. They want you to get hooked on that because they know they've got a lifelong customer until you're dead or in jail or in prison and uh, I'm here to start talking about that because this is an issue that transcends um, all boundaries it doesn't matter what color you are who you love what God you pray to or what your political affiliation is you're one injury away from you know having your life destroyed by this thing and the fact that it's not being talked about um is 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 unbelievable to me you know look there's a lot of things that are not being talked about because they want to divert attention from catastrophe after catastrophe in this country i mean i could go down a list for you if you'd like i think we all know what i'm talking about the debacle in afghanistan the border they're destroying police they're destroying the educational system they're taking individual rights away um so this whole anti-american agenda seems very planned out thought out intent um and you know as it pertains to district 20 it seems very obvious to me that district 20 simply has not been given a
1: voice speaking to congressional candidate uh, jason mariner jason we have just about a minute left something that sure. i i thought was instructive to your story you're getting on the right track the importance of god you say you found god tell us about that people of faith are powerful
0: That's one of the reasons you see this anti-God sentiment. You can't say the Pledge of Allegiance because it contains the word God. People of faith are powerful. People of faith can get well. People of faith can fight. People of faith know what's going on. And when you start to attack that, you better watch out. And it's being attacked. Um, When I found God, I found that I was being kept around for a particular reason. Things were being put in my path as challenges um, calls you know the call to run for office and serve my country the call to stand up for a district that's been kind of left out to dry i mean they again district 20 doesn't have a voice and that's intentional so i say to district 20 i'm going to get more done in my first year than has been done in the last 15 years i understand what's going on i've been there and more importantly, I care. I see a real lacking of empathy within politics these days. You know, um, you can take this last debacle in Afghanistan as a lack of empathy, right? Deadlines in the Biden administration seem to be more important um, than, than dead soldiers, and that's that's a tragedy and it the same thing is going on again in district 20 people are dying because of drugs people are dying because of this border crisis yeah. and it's just again catastrophe after catastrophe and it's got to stop people have to start fighting against
1: this thing but well, Jason i can hear the about passion that? in your passion in your voice for sure and uh by the way his website marinerforcongress.com marinerforcongress.com we'll talk with you again Jason mariner republican Primary candidates for District Twenty, the district to replace the late Alcee Hastings. The primary is going to be on November second. Uh, look forward to monitoring your progress. We'll be right back. The Brian Mud Show. He's ready to go six ten WIOD.